Welcome to Ops in Lockdown. This week we're talking to Noel Reeves of Rocket Exhibition Services and our chosen subject is running a business. As you all know, I like to start these sessions with a bit of a reason why I've chosen this subject. And for those of you that have been following the sessions throughout, you'll, you'll see that we've been quite raw in terms of our um, how honest we've been about the difficulties uh, that either contractors or organisers are facing or individually as uh, humans, as business owners, as employees, as furloughed, as redundant. Um, and this session um, is going to be no different. And the reason why I've chosen Noel is because he's recently become um, brilliant on LinkedIn if you haven't if you're not following him on LinkedIn do follow him because he gives such honest and straight straight from the horse's mouth kind of information about what he's doing in his business and so when I was looking at who I'd want to talk to about the trials and tribulations and the, and the good stuff of running a business thought Noel would be perfect addition so welcome Noel thank you thanks for having me Lou that's an absolute I'm honoured that you asked me. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, so Noel and I are SM members together, so we've known each other for a while. We don't know each other hugely, but I know what I've seen and I see, and I like what I've seen as well. And, and one of the reasons why I've reached out to Noel is because ages ago, he recommended a book on LinkedIn, and the book is called Traction. And it's one of those business books where you can read it and figure out what on earth you're doing with your business. And I picked up a copy and it has already changed so much of my thinking. And so I'm going to kick off with that as a question to you. Um, when you bought Traction and started reading it, describe yep. the kind of issues that you were feeling at the time where it needed to be resolved. How did it help you to talk us through a bit of that process, please? Yeah, so I was recommended Traction by uh, by somebody else, actually. I can't actually remember who. Uh, I think it might have been, uh, I have a coach, um, a non-exec director who works with me called Tim. I think it was mm. him that recommended it to me. And there wasn't really anything, or at the time I didn't realise there was anything that was wrong or needed to be fixed. Um, but I took it, I, I was on holiday and I took the book and, and read it. And the more I read it, the more I thought, well, yeah, this happens in my business. That happens in my business. Uh, I've often wondered how I should approach that. And um, yeah, just the more and more I read it, the thought I thought, geez, this is almost written for me. And and then and all the people I speak to that have read it feel the same way. So I, I recommend it to anyone who's running a business because it, it just talks about um, structure, people, uh, accountability, which is a massive, massive thing. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, highly recommend it to anybody. Um, I think what I find when in terms of running a business. Um, sometimes you think it is very personal and mm. and you think this set of circumstances are only happening to you if only you had gone and done something slightly different at that time it would have made all the difference but I think re reading traction to me has been quite empowering because it basically says no you could have done any of anything and you would have still had that problem yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a great book. And even if you're not a business owner, if you work in a business, it just helps open your eyes to why things happen the way they do, how to manage certain situations. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just recommend it. It's just a good life book, to be honest. Yeah. 
I haven't even finished reading it yet, so I'm not, I'm not totally an expert in this whatsoever. But I've read the. We we've been using um, they're in the, my team on this call or on catch up, and they'll they'll be like, oh, sharp. Um, my my um, my planning for this situation is there's stuff we can't control at all, and the stuff we can control, and the stuff we can control is coming out of this in a better position. And so I I committed to my business at the beginning of this that I would do everything I could to make sure the business was in the best possible position. And a big part of that was underpinning our re underpinning our focus and refiguring out our values. So our, our values, if you've ever been to Shape HQ, our values that, that we, we wrote up as a team you know, five years ago, uh, a, a lovely reproduction on the, on the wall, courtesy of James from Bang On. Um, you know, so it's, it's there all the time. But we realized after I started reading Traction that over the last two years, they've just been words on the wall. We've not kind of ingrained them into our hearts as much as we did when we first set them. Um, so the thing I really like about it is it gives you some really practical tools for making sure that you're keeping on track and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, absolutely. so we've we've plugged traction enough now, I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it did help. Um, so right, what's the number one piece of advice um, you could give a new business owner? Bearing in mind, I think we might have a few at the end of this crisis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, if I, I suppose before you become a business owner, you've got to have an idea to 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 set something up. Um, so I'll, I'll go back a step and just say, just you know, just do it. If you believe in yourself and you believe in your ideas, then just do it. And now is, I mean, what a great time you've got now to to do that. Those that are on furlough to spend some time on that you don't not taking that financial risk. Um, you know, we don't know what's around the corner. For, you know, beyond this. Um, you know any of us so if you've got an opportunity and an idea well you know there's never going to be a better time so that would be my absolute thing is just do it um, mm. and and then when you're there i guess it's about getting connected i think surround yourself with people who are you know you perceive to be better than you who have already walked that path who will have answers to questions that you may you may not foresee but you know someone who's experienced and been doing things for a very long time um, will have come up against a lot of the common issues that every business will have and sometimes that can feel really really lonely um, so if you've got people around you that you can just ask a question to um, yeah, be open and honest and uh, and you'll get that support and I mm. would that, without a doubt you know even in today's situation more than ever is about being supported and everyone's willing to support each other and wants to help each other. Um, so yeah. again, a great time to, to reach out and get connected. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I was talking to one of my team yesterday who um, kind of has gone, has been put forward for a round table event and we were talking about confidence um, and making sure you're valid within the room and your confidence to say something. And I yeah. think it starts there. So even if, you know, I know there are some people on this call who don't run a business and sometimes might not even have any, any intention of running a business. It's just not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but to the tips I would say that a business owner has is that, you know, we, we've got enough of a reason to speak out because it's our business and it's our livelihood. But if you're an employee and you're looking, you know, you're sitting at a round table or a discussion, um, 
it's it's as equally important to follow what you've just said be in a room where people are more experienced than you you know reach higher because if you reach for your comfort zone you're never ever ever gonna gonna have that moment where you speak up and actually it's completely valid what you're saying um yeah. and you've got to start somewhere right yeah 100 percent. like yeah. you mentioned earlier about my videos on linkedin i'd never done a video on linkedin until a few weeks ago because a i never really thought i had much to say uh and and b it probably goes back to your question about you know having something valid to say um and i realize now but that i've i've been through a lot over i've been my career for example about 21 years in exhibitions and um yeah i've seen a lot of stuff um both from just a business perspective and an exhibition perspective and mm -hmm. all the facets in between and i think people don't think they have something to say but actually they they do we've all experienced things and we absorb we all have two eyes and two ears mm. uh, and, and experience things in, in you know it might be different ways but we have experience of certain situations that will be common across the board yeah i'd i'd uh, concur with that I, i've recently had to kind of rewrite it's not my cv but kind of i guess my the exact summary of what Lu, who lou kiwanuka is um, and I've had to confront the fact that I lost a quarter of a million quid, lost the house, made the most mistakes I've ever made in my life at certain points. Um, and, and there's stuff in there that I'm not proud of at all. Mm. However, in, my, in this new world that we live in, um, being face to face with utter failure and things that are out of your control and all those horrible things are actually the best things that I could possibly have gone through. I, I, I don't fear the things that some others may fear because I've already lost it all before. And if I lost it all again now, I would somehow pick myself up, dust myself off and crack on. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in a similar situation myself, so I know what it's like and probably lots of other people have too. You know, mm. you look at the most successful people in business now they've all had failures at some point um, yeah been yeah and it is that you do learn an incredible amount from those experiences and like you say you don't fear it you don't although i wouldn't say i don't fear it uh, i don't want yeah, to yeah i definitely it. don't want it to happen <laughs> no definitely not and you know definitely doing everything possible to ever stop that from happening again um but yeah you're right you have to just accept you know, accept the things you can't change and mm. and, and, and learn from everything and mm. like you say be be brave and that's that's something that i'm always saying to people is just be brave do it just do it yeah um, you know one of the things for me i want i've always wanted to do but i've never had the balls to do is jump out of an airplane and uh i was supposed to do that last week we were supposed to be on holiday last week in dubai and i was going to jump i was going to do that because i'm constantly preaching to my kids to my team you know, be brave, make those decisions, put, take yourself out of your comfort zone. But yeah. I thought, well, I've, I've got to, you know, eat my own dog food on that one and just, <laughs> um, but sadly, we've got to do it. So I'm, I'm going to have to. So you're going to have to do it again. You just like jump out the window and see what happens there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sometimes. Like the ground floor, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, uh, yeah, I've got to get that booked then at some point. But yeah, I've got for sure. To focus on at the moment. So what are you brilliant at? Um, I think I'm brilliant at spotting opportunity and figuring out ways to make it happen. Um, 
I, I, right, I, I, yes, we, do you know what? We need to talk about this. So, yeah. <laughs> talk to me about pizzas. <laughs> uh, so, I have, a, um, I have a pizza oven in my garden. And when we were looking at things from work, like looking, assessing what, what assets do we have? What can we, what can we leverage to uh, survive, protect jobs, protect people's mental well-being, you know, those that are furloughed and just driven up the wall from not having anything to do and thinking of ways that we can, and also for myself, you know, what, what can I do? We can't, we can't build any exhibition stands. So what can, what can we do to generate money to pay the mortgage, what have you? So, mm -hmm. so we have this pizza oven in the garden and, we thought, and I thought, well, we could, try and sell, we could try and sell some pizzas to people in our village. So just very quickly set that up in about a week, um, did a menu, printed some leaflets, dropped them around some doors, and uh, yeah, now we're doing sort of 80 to 100 pizzas uh, every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> that sounds... Uh, generating like 1,100 quid a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's quite a, uh, you know, so at least I know I can pay my mortgage now from that, if, uh, yeah. um, if it comes to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it... it's given me an opportunity to look at a different type, you know, teach my son more than anything he's 11 he's done his right. health um, food safety course and he's very much involved in it. i'm very i'm trying to teach him the value of you know customer relationships and creating products and uh margin and marketing and all these things and yeah uh, it's been a great experience for you know if, if nothing comes of it even if we just do it for for the summer mm. uh, it will be good fun but it's been yeah it's been it's been really really good really good I agree. Like my my son knows more. He he might not have a, <clears throat> have managed to finish all of his lessons in his schoolwork, but he's he definitely knows more about business now and what it takes to keep a roof over his head than he would have ever done before. And and also he's like chipping in with advice. It's great. Like, um, I paid him five quid last week for an inspirational quote. He was just, he just, you could just see his mind's ticking over and um, he was just thinking through stuff. And he was like, mum, it kind of feels like this. And then what he said, I was like, geez, that's insane. Like I would go to a TED talk for that. <laughs> he basically said, mum, it feels like you're pushing a really big, heavy cart of coal and everyone is in the cart. Like, can you not just tell everyone to get out of the cart and help you push? And I was like, yes, I can, son. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I bet there's, there's loads of people out there that can relate to that. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Actually, one of the things we talked about, and is when I say when I say we are honest on these things, um, I do I do say these like cringing, no, my team are on them, but I've talked to a lot of business owners over the last um, few weeks actually not a lot, but the ones that I have talked to, talked to we, we've all shared a, um, the same kind of thing of kind of, especially over Zoom, it's such an ungiving um, platform. And when you're delivering a team update or a company update, it's just like a, a blanket of nothingness that kind of comes back at you. And it's obviously so hard as well for people to individuals to know what to say back in a group environment. And, and also my team, you know, everybody knows that business owners are probably quite busy right now. So some people don't want to interrupt them to say what they might be thinking. So have you experienced anything similar? 
or have you managed to find a way to break through the zoom mirror yes. yeah um i think so i mean we're keeping in touch with everybody through so I, I i personally am doing like a video update to everybody every week um sometimes there's not an awful lot to say and, um uh, but sometimes there is so but the, the important thing for me is just to communicate and mm. i think if anything um you know another bit of advice really is about communication because i've not always been amazing at it and you know i'm certainly not not the best i could be but communication and just keeping in touch and even if it's not a positive um a positive sign you know to, mm. today today i've i've had i've had to do that to my team to say that you know we are our business is going to change uh, you know immeasurably as a result of this and we're looking at new things we're going to we're restructuring which we're changing a lot um, to, to not not just to protect what we already have, but also to give us more opportunity at the other side. Um, but you know, like many businesses, that will yeah we 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 won't come out of this as a team unscathed. Mm. Certainly not in the short term. You know, we won't be able to won't be in a position. Won't have the we won't just go back in September October whenever that is. Back mm. to our, so you know, it's just simple economics. So you know, I've, I've communicated that to everybody this week and. Yeah, the feedback I've had from that has been really positive, but just because you're being up, upfront and honest at the earliest op opportunity to just tell people what's happening. Yeah. You, you might think they don't want to hear it, but actually they do. And I'm actually, and I'll tell you one thing, I've had more people send me a message today from my team to say thank you for this crap news than I would have <laughs> paying out thousands of pounds in bonuses. So, yes, true. But, but it just shows how, how much people value that communication is just, you know, and that's, you, we just have to do it. We just have to keep in touch and yeah. um, be honest. That's it. Yeah, I do. I do always think, you know, even if it is obviously very hard to say, you know, as a business owner, I don't know, you know, when someone goes, oh, have I got total job security for the next year? You know, I don't know if there's anybody that could go, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, Likewise, they don't want to know what that date is that you're going to decide whether it's not achievable or not. There are, you know, it's a bit like being a parent sometimes, isn't it? Um, you know, you kind of need to put that through. But I do, I do agree. You've got that that honesty of, you know, here's where we're at, and here's what's coming next. We don't know what's coming over there, but this is what we're going to do about it, and and we're all in it together is a massive message. Yeah, so, um, Kane, sorry, Kane is uh, putting the question. Cheers, Kane. How are you? Good. Um, so, if you could go back in time, are there any big decisions you would reverse or advice you'd give yourself um, that you've since learned when building your own company? Well, there's a, that's a lot there, isn't there? Um, <laughs> uh, I would, I would have done the things I've spoken about earlier. So, the communicating, I would have done it all earlier. Um, that's for me everything we've done we've got connected to people so I didn't really surround myself with um, other people I was very much on my own not just from an you know I was on my own when I started the company on my own mm. from an advisory network thing I would cringe like business clubs and all that stuff is just no chance not interested um, but I did find the right thing for me which was a smaller group of people that was much more uh, not just you don't want to stand up. I, I I wanted to join a group that I couldn't really sell anything to. So mm. or 
all be sold to. So I, I wanted to, I didn't want to be standing up in front of a room saying this is what I do and um, you know, introduce people like BNI, that sort of stuff, not knocking it at all, but it's just not my bag. Um, and so, and once I did then surround myself with those people, um, it absolutely helped me to really steer the ship in a much more precise direction. And, and reading books like Traction, mm. um, there's a really good podcast as well. If, if anyone has listened to it, it's called the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast by Australian guy called Marty Moore. Mm. And that's, that is absolutely brilliant. They're, they're really short, once a week, like 17 minutes or something. And um, he goes through all of these things, a lot of the stuff out of Traction that, you know, it, situations that arise and his advice and is really, really good. So I recommend um, listening to that. Yeah. Um, Actually, big, if you've got any others as well, can you ping them over to me afterwards and I'll put them on the yeah, site sure. as a resource? Yeah, well, yeah I, I recommend Alistair Campbell's winners as well, just while we're on that subject. That is cool. really good. Um, but just to go back to a question about the big decisions, um, mm. I suppose it's at the time you might not think they're big or you might think they're big and they're not. So I think it's just about being brave and just be make brave decisions rather than mm. big decisions. It might be a really brave decision, but it might only be small, but it's something that can really change things. Um, yeah. And if you believe that it's the right thing to do, then do it. If you're 70% mm. there that you think it's right, do it, 100%. Yeah, I'd agree. Don't, don't wait, don't wait. Because the longer you wait, the less chance it's going to happen. So, yeah. I would say the, the one, sorry, go on. Speed over accuracy every time. That's what Marty Moore, yes. one of his things. But speed over accuracy, just do it, just do it. Yeah, which is why I surround myself with people that are really attention details, because I'm not. And it's <laughs> like, I leave it, leave them in my wake and they're like busy trying to scramble up, trying to pull me back and I'm getting off. I would, say, I would add to that the one thing, especially in this situation that I found really helpful is um, no, like cash flow forecasting and knowing those numbers inside and out. So, so you, you know, we've just had some bad news this morning and I haven't had to look at my spreadsheet to know what the impact of that's going to be on our, on our business, because I know there's numbers inside and out. And the time when I um, would say I've had a lesson learned was when I felt too comfortable and I took my eye off the ball in terms of the cash flow forecasting um, was my biggest mistake. All the really, really massive mistakes that I've made, you know, like, jeopardizing my livelihood and, and and doing really stupid stuff when I was younger in business I wouldn't I don't regret them because they're lessons that I I am using every day in my yeah. in my 40s for sure yeah I, I think I think you know making those decisions that if you've made it for the right reason and something happens as a result you know you'll learn from it and you just can't be afraid of making those decisions but also I would also say about taking yeah, there's a difference between a risk and a gamble mm. and you know take a risk is okay risk risk is there's no problem with risk but don't gamble don't gamble on something that is going to or could you know adversely affect you your business your future you know, those around you um but yeah risk is okay and it's and, and you have to you know getting to know the difference between that but you're right on the numbers side you know that's that's a given for anyone operating any type of business you know if you don't know your numbers, then you can't plan around things. Yeah. Um, I've been guilty of that in, in the early days, you know, and, and certainly, but certainly now it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a massive focus. And that's how our, the effect of this situation is having on us is much less because 
we've been so hot on that over the last you know while yeah when we um when we talked um i thought one really good thing that you were mentioned you mentioned was about um financial resilience talk to us a bit about like what you've been working on there yeah so a lot of it is around well the first thing is about is about getting to grips with your numbers and getting straight and understanding what your costs are what you what is your money what is not your money what is yeah and, and where that money's coming from what's profitable what's not um and then looking at ways to build cash. Um, I mean, we started a program with a, with a, a company um, six months before this started. So it's a shame it's not a few more years. Uh, but we knew we had, a really, we had a really good business model that made money. Um, but it was about not, we didn't really have a structure of what we did with it. So if we wanted to go and buy a new machine, we'd just buy it. Or if we wanted to do whatever, you know, and it, it was no real structure to it. So this, Put structure in place and like okay yes it's in the budget we can do it if it's not okay we'll, we'll talk about it and discuss it if it's the right thing to do we'll do yeah. it or we might borrow the money to do it or we might not do it um, yeah and that that the, the finance side is is super important um because if we and we, as a part of that is is building cash reserves and um having money behind you gives you i wouldn't say it's a safety blanket or or any sort of comfort it just buys you more time at the moment um, and yeah. allows you to make some decisions that you might not, you might not, you know, you might be facing you know, backs against the wall and having to do do things that you might not want to do. It might not mm. be a decision; it's just a, a process. So yes, uh, you know, financial resilience, you know, both personally and in business, is, um, is really hot on at the moment. Or have been yeah, doing. well, I don't think there's a line item that's not been really nutted out in our well in our world let alone our industry but every line item has been over considered now hasn't it yeah, and, and assessed as to whether it's you know required not required might not be required i'm um, talking about um this is probably going to be uh, the last question um talking about um planning on i, I call it planning on jelly like it's a bit like um we clearly don't know what the future holds. We could take a stab at it. It would probably be wrong. Um, mm. We don't necessarily know how the whole, you know, what the playing field even looks like going forward. As a business owner, I've really struggled with that. And it got to a point I spent so long planning on various different scenarios. I'd spent more time planning than I'd done doing. Um, so it got to the point I just decided I was going to plan on three scenarios and and they would be, you know, small, medium, large or, you know, low, middle, extreme um, and then and then work for those three scenarios. And then if it fell in between two, I'd at least have a fighting chance of knowing where we'd be at. How did you how have you found planning on utter like jelly? Yeah, well, I mean, from an exhibition point of view, um, it's pretty impossible, really. Because other than taking uh, you know, some confidence from what's happening in other parts of the world, yeah, we well, we I, I like to say we know that things will come back, but will they? Uh, you know, we, we don't know for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that that is going to happen and sooner rather than later. But the realist in me is is thinking, well, I can't I can't count on any of that anymore. So, what else can we do? to um you know to to leverage the assets that we have in terms of uh equipment people um skills all that sort of stuff so mm. 
and, and to be honest with you, around planning around the shows is we, we our plan is just to basically follow the just keep people. Yeah, we have a, a strategy for keeping in touch with clients who are affected, and uh, and and making we, we set our we set our stall out at the start that we would not penalise anybody for anything that had to move. We would honour everything that we were committed to. Uh, you know, we'll just make it happen, whatever whatever came of it. So then we knew that our customers were secure, that they knew what was going to happen. We weren't going to drop anyone in the... You know. Right. Um, and that was a fairly easy decision to make, really. And then we worked out what that was going to cost us to do. And we ring-fenced that money, put it to one side, and then the, whatever's left is what we have to, to, to plan around and look at other opportunities. Mm. And so that's what we're doing now. We're, we're, yeah. we're, set, we're restructuring the company um, to have different... And, and we're, we're launching new business units. Um, we've launched one that's, do, that's called uh, Emily and Edward Design, if you look up on Instagram. Yes. And, and actually, if you can also, at the end of this, send me your um, your social handles. I'll put them on the site as well. You guys have to look at what's... Um, no, I'll let you explain. But, yeah, if you can all follow these guys on Instagram and stuff, there's some really yeah, so, cool bits coming yeah, out. We're doing... Um, so, basically, just using the print equipment that we have to generate um, decorative vinyls for upcycling furniture at home uh, or anything, like re redo a floor or wall or furniture. Yeah, so... We're just doing loads of inspiration around that and, and then just selling standard size stuff that just getting the machines used and, and hopefully at the other side of it will create a nice little business that runs on its yeah. own or, or alongside and fills the capacity that we have on the machines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same, we've got a fully functioning joinery outfit. So we've, sort, we've set up a, um, so we've got two things for that. One is called Rockstar Bars where we're building like high-end bespoke bars for gardens. Um, for <laughs> First one's going into my garden next week. Um, so that's really cool. Um, that's, we've just, we don't have any social around that at the moment, but hopefully by the end of this week, it will all be up and running. Um, yeah. And then just setting up a general joinery, um, it's called the Lincolnshire Workshop, which is just making wardrobes, office furniture, um, any, anything that anybody wants, just you know, handmade, bespoke joinery. Yeah, just and this and then so we're actually looking at restructuring the business to see well what else can we do and what can we do almost like a dragon's den style to if there's people locally or anyone in my network that's got ideas that has got an idea but doesn't know how to get it off the ground. Mm. Um, yeah, we've got a really good senior team that have strengths in different areas, um, that we're going to try and just basically leverage that and and create other things. So Brilliant. hopefully we come out of this with five or six good businesses, including. The exhibitions business yeah absolutely and i think it is about diversifying you know your your unit costs and making sure your money's not coming from the same place um yeah. is something we're definitely looking at um with you know the training and all that kind of stuff as well i could talk to you for hours um and i might i might well do at the next yesterday um <laughs> but in the meantime we're gonna have to cut it short i'm afraid thank you so much um, for spending half an hour of your Thursday with us. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And I appreciate anyone, everyone that's joined. And if anyone does have any, if I can help anyone in any way, um, just connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm open to anything. Yeah. So send me uh, your book list and podcast list and also send me um, your Twitter and your social handles and we'll put them on the site afterwards. I'm not that um, old. So. I limit the amount of screen time. I try to limit it. It's bad enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I certainly will share what I have for sure. 
And, I, and I'll, I'll go through these questions as well. Will, will this go offline? Will all the questions go straight away? Um, no, so, and I can send the questions. There's a question on there about recruitment that I'll send to yeah. you um, and we'll get the answers and put that up on the site as well. Yeah, I'd like, um, to, I'd like to address that one for sure. Cool. So in terms of what's coming next, Rebecca, um, can you flag up what's, so next week we're going down to, as for those of you that weren't on the call where I mentioned that we're just going back to just Tuesdays rather than Tuesdays and Thursdays. The reason being lockdown is going on for a lot longer than we anticipated. Um, and um, I think half an hour once a week is, is plenty of commitment for anybody. So next week, and this is directly as a result of um, people's feedback of what you guys want sessions on next. So we're going to be talking to Aztec Live, who've also... Um, supported me in some lighting and um, camera and, and laptop stuff uh, for these sessions and we're going to be talking about the challenges of taking your content online um, with their head of Aztec Live and then uh, the following week um, we have got um, go back to me that one yeah perfect the following week we've got a conversation with Andrew Harrison from ESSA and Chris Keith from the AEO which is going to talk about what on earth has been going on the last few months and kind of what they've been doing um, to drive things forward and where they think things are going to go next. Um, and then there's the rest of June's programme on there as well. Um, in terms of what's coming up with the Ops Nest, uh, generally, um, we are about to launch our membership um, programme. And so I wanted to give you an idea of the kind of things that that's going to include. Um, <clears throat> we've taken the kind of learning and um, knowledge sharing from this platform um, and we've kind of developed um, something that will be weekly, monthly um, and also um, we'll have a six monthly programme as well. So we'll be doing Ops on Tour which we talked about um, in a few of these sessions uh, where, we'll be, where we'll be visiting uh, specific contractors warehouses and getting more of an understanding of the, the workflow um, and the management of um, shows from that end. We'll also be having different meetups uh, there'll be discounts on courses, we're going to have a library and a direct, uh, directory, um, but also we're going to have an exhibition buddy programme. Uh, we still need a name for that, so send us any ideas. But what we really felt is that I've really learned through my um, through my career that um, it's so important for you to have your kind of people so to build relationships with people that are peers not necessarily mentors and reaching high above you all the time though you do need that um, you need your people around you like the people that you're going to grow up with um, through the industry and those are sometimes better if they're not all the same kinds of people so we're looking at kind of matching up a group of about four or five people um, from within the membership group um, and setting different tasks and challenges and and there'll be some fun stuff in there too so that's coming soon we'll be launching that and um, and yeah so keep an eye out and I think that's about it please follow us on socials um, and otherwise, thank you very much, Noel. We'll see you next Tuesday and we'll get this session up online as soon as we're able.